well, welcome to episode 34 of Have a Blessed Gay, your spiritual comedy podcast. Oh, yes. <laughs> I am your holy host. Tyler Martin, and I am hardcore geeking out in this episode, releasing my inner religion and history nerd. I am diving into the history of Christianity and asking the question, who the hell started this religion? I got some stern emails in my drafts just ready to be sent to whoever started it. Now, why is this topic important? Well, I've been thinking a lot about my deconstruction journey lately specifically regarding Christianity. People are so brainwashed into believing what they are told that they never question it, never even think to question it, or they might be afraid to. Thus, they don't do the basic research regarding the religion they are devoting their life to. This is obviously problematic. When we ask questions, when we learn the history, it demysticizes religion making it considerably easier for us to deconstruct. Whether you want to stay in the religion or not, deconstruction is just like a notebook. It is a handy-dandy tool. Shout out to my Blue's Clues fans out there. (laughs) Even if you are not a Christian, or never have been, if you live in the U.S. or in any country with a Christian influence, it's super helpful to understand the religion, because most likely, it affects your life. In the U.S., for example, legislation is constantly being created based on Christian values and views and ideology. Christianity is all over our government here in America. So instead of ignoring it, let's snuggle up and learn a thing or two so we can stop Christian privilege. Another big advantage, we can also avoid making the same mistakes people have made in the past. Because, let me tell you, we're practically on a loop. The major difference now, though, is that we have resources. Think about it. Just 50 years ago, the internet didn't exist. Knowledge of history has always been very limited until recently. So what is our excuse now with so much information available to us? Our parents may not have had the privilege to look outside of their bubble, but we do. And we have the responsibility to. So with that in mind... Let's fucking educate ourselves. If you enjoy this podcast, please make sure you are subscribed and please rate and leave a review. It's totally free for you to do and so, so helpful to the podcast. Also, I know we have some new listeners since I talked at PodFest Global last week, so welcome. If you want to learn more about me and my personal journey and why the hell I'm talking about this stuff, you can hear about my story in episode 5. What would gay Jesus do? I've actually heard from several listeners over the past several days, which has been really wonderful. As always, don't hesitate to reach out to me. I love hearing from you. You can find me on social media at haveablessedgay on all the platforms, or email me at the email in the show notes. Now, who created Christianity? Well, let's find out, shall we? Because knowledge is what? A power baby. 
This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp, the leading provider of online counseling. Y'all, the world is crazy and mental health is important. Some might even call it spiritual. I personally use BetterHelp myself and absolutely love what they're doing. BetterHelp makes professional counseling accessible, affordable, and convenient. So if you're struggling emotionally, battling anxiety, or you can't stop crying after an episode of Queer Eye, BetterHelp can be there for you anytime, anywhere. Go to my personal link at betterhelp.com slash blessgay to check it out and get what? 10% off. The best part is you don't even have to leave your house. They offer four ways to speak with a licensed counselor, video calls, phone calls, real-time chat, and direct messaging. All counselors have been qualified and certified by their state's professional board. In other words, you're not talking to a lobster dressed in human clothes. They're legit. All you gotta do is go to my link at betterhelp.com slash blessgay and begin the questionnaire to match you with a therapist who is uniquely qualified to serve your needs. How sexy. It's super duper easy and you're matched within 24 hours or less. BetterHelp has a monthly subscription rather than paying per session, which makes it cheaper. But if finances are still a concern, financial aid is available for those who qualify. Get counseling, improve your life, and help this podcast out in the process by going to betterhelp.com slash blessgay. Sign up today and get 10% off. That's betterhelp.com slash blessedgay. Alrighty, who can we blame for the creation of Christianity, huh? Whose grand idea was it? I pulled research from so many resources that it was hard to keep track, but they included History.com, PBS, Huffington Post, World History Encyclopedia, and, well, the list goes on and on, but the majority came from those. So, where do we even start? Mm, Let's go with the most obvious. My second boyfriend, Jesus. Some people may think Jesus started it. I mean, that sounds right. After all, he does put the Christ in Christian. And if we look at Christianity today, it is under the guise that it is following Jesus' teachings. So the idea makes total sense that he would have been the one that started it. And we have other religions to look to, like Islam to more contemporary religions like Mormonism, where the founders did set out to create a new religion. But did Jesus? Was Jesus a Christian? Now, claiming to be the son of God, some major ego has to accompany that claim, right? <laughs> so it makes sense that he'd be like, uh, yeah, I'm the actual shit of shit. Let's start a religion about me. Yeah! However, according to the knowledge we have of Jesus, he actually never set out to create a new religion. He just wanted to reform Judaism. Jesus was Jewish. But even more than that, he actively practiced Judaism his entire life. He observed the Jewish holidays, he taught in Jewish temples, synagogues, he used the Torah. When he referred to a god, his daddy, his papa, his papi, He was referring to the Jewish God, not a new God, the Jewish God. 
I honestly really dislike when people use Jesus's quotes from the Bible as if he did quote unquote say those things. Like, it's just not logistically possible that he was quoted exactly how he said it. It's just not. No one can tell me that hundreds of years of telephone are happening and not one bit of paraphrasing is going down. And we even see examples of paraphrasing in action in our modern world, with the countless translations of the Bible. But even so, for shits and giggles, cause I do really need a shit and I would prefer to giggle as I do it, let's say that those quotes are 100% correct and accurate. Never does Jesus mention Christianity, nor does he mention a concept of a new religion. More than that, even while he was on earth, he told his disciples not to tell anyone he was the son of God. This is known as the messianic secret. Just like 80% of the guys on Grindr, Jesus was on the DL. Except Jesus is no catfish. That torso pic with the abs? Yeah, that is all real. Let's look at Mark chapter 27, verses 29 and 30. OMG, wow, I felt like such a minister saying that, okay. <laughs> In this chapter, Jesus is chatting it up with his disciples. But what about you, he asked. Who do you say I am? By the way, what fun wordplay, Jesus. I don't want to say I'm the Messiah, but I guess if you say it, I won't disagree. <laughs> Peter answered, you are the Messiah. Jesus warned them not to tell anyone about him. But Jesus not wanting his label shared happens with other people too, not just his disciples. Like when Jesus healed a man with leprosy in Mark chapter 1, Jesus sent him away at once with a strong warning. Ooh, a strong warning. Wow, Jesus is getting serious. You better watch out, everybody. See that you don't tell anyone, but go show yourself to the priest and offer the sacrifices that Moses commanded for your cleansing as a testimony to them. Also, this is a great example of how he was still very much so Jewish, even after performing a miracle. He may be preaching and reforming the shit out of it, but he still holds true to the Torah and its teachings. But this jackass that doesn't have leprosy anymore is like, OMG, 100% Jesus, I got it boss, it's a secret, a wink wink. And the bitch goes out and tells everyone in verse 45. Instead, he went out and began to talk freely, spreading the news. As a result, Jesus could no longer enter a town openly, but stayed outside in lonely places. Yet the people still came to him from everywhere. Ugh, being a celebrity is so hard. Now, there is some debate of how much Jesus knew about his journey ahead of time. And it could totes be argued that Jesus knew that the guy would go tell everyone. But like... That makes Jesus hella manipulative, which sure, he does do kind of intense manipulative things throughout the Bible, but if he's just using this guy, manipulating him by healing him of leprosy, I don't know, it just makes him come off in a pretty bad light. He's being a huge deceiver, and doesn't that kind of invalidate, like, the entire message he preached? Now, there are a plethora of reasons why Jesus would have logistically wanted his celebrity status a secret, which is honestly too much to get into for this topic, but there are reasons, mainly for safety. But Jesus doesn't always play it safe. He is known for being sassy and quite the rebel. 
Even in Luke 22, during his trial before being crucified, Jesus is so fucking snarky. If you are the Messiah, then tell us. Jesus answered, If I tell you, you will not believe me. And if I asked you, you would not answer. But from now on, the Son of Man will be seated at the right hand of the mighty God. They all asked, Are you then the Son of God? And he replied, You say that I am. <laughs> you say that I am. What a badass response. I could get into a lot regarding the trials because it's actually super interesting and rather complicated, but I'll save that for another time. I want to stick to who created the religion. There's a second scripture used by people who claim that Jesus was wanting to create a new religion, and that is Matthew chapter 16, verses 15 through 20, which is the same story of when Peter is like, you're the Messiah, and Jesus is like, Shh, Peter, no, the paparazzi, please. But in the book of Matthew, it goes down like this. But what about you, he asked. What do you say I am? Simon Peter answered, you are the Messiah, the Son of the living God. Jesus replied, Blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for this was not revealed to you by flesh and blood, but by my Father in heaven. And I tell you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades will not overcome it. Some more stuff is said, some more stuff is said, and then in verse 20, Then he ordered his disciples, not to tell anyone that he was the Messiah. So people often read that verse where he says, and on this rock I will build my church, thinking he's referring to Christianity and a literal Christian church. But he's not. The term church was derived from a Greek word that merely meant assembly. A lot of scholars say it's an error in translation and had nothing to do with a literal place of worship. And remember, all of his followers were Jews. And there's just no evidence Jesus ever wanted to create a new religion. Again, he was just trying to reform Judaism, which makes the latter persecution of Jews that Christians led just really fucking sad. And it's so amazingly anti-Jesus. But, you know, a lot of our modern interpretation of Christianity is very anti-Jesus. He was against the political corruption that was happening during his life. He actually stood up for marginalized people. He would absolutely despise the conservative Christian religion we have now, specifically in America. It's so bizarre when we break it down, yeah? Regardless, we know he didn't create the religion. And kind of an eerie thought, what if he didn't want a new religion created? What if that was never part of his plan? Humans absolutely suck. So maybe it's just humans doing what they do best, taking shit, using it for their advantage, and completely disregarding others. Who knows? But we know it wasn't Jesus that started it. So if it wasn't Jesus, who did create it? The next obvious guess people usually attribute Christianity to is the Apostle Paul. But did Paul create Christianity? Well, let's look. Also known as St. Paul, or by his Hebrew name, Saul of Tarsus, Paul is known for spreading the teachings of Jesus in the first century. 
A Roman citizen, Paul was intensely involved in the Jewish faith, and as far as Christianity goes, if Jesus is a lead character, Paul would be second build. A lot of our modern interpretation of what Christianity is comes from letters that Paul wrote. Paul loved writing sassy letters. He would have had a field day if Yelp had been around. Can you imagine? He wrote letters to various temples condemning what they were doing, specifically concerning particular events. Which is interesting, because if he hadn't heard of those certain events, we wouldn't have those letters. Of the 27 books in the New Testament, 14 have been attributed to Paul. However, seven of them are widely considered authentic and Paul's own, while the authorship of the other seven is heavily disputed. They are most likely not his. But a few things are important to note here. Number one, there's evidence that Paul wrote these letters with the help of a secretary, known as an amanuensis, who would have probably influenced their style, if not their theological content. Second, before book printing was invented in the 15th century, so long after these letters were written, all books had to be copied by hand. We have no originals of Paul's works, but we actually do have a crap ton of copies. Approximately 800 early copies of the letters of Paul have survived to the current day. But a fun fact, no two copies are identical. When copies are made by hand, mistakes will inevitably appear in the text and the people copying them will even edit and change things on purpose. Again, made evident many, many times with our current Bibles. So although it is believed he wrote letters that resemble what we see now, do they match exactly what we have in our modern Bibles? No. No, they do not. And third, which I think is critically important, Paul was writing letters. He never claimed to be writing a New Testament. That came well after his death. If he thought his words were going to be used as a holy scripture, who knows what he would have written, or if he would have wanted to have been a part of it at all. Again, the letters were written for very specific incidents. So even using them as a general guide for whole religion, well, that's problematic in and of itself. The undisputed letters are considered the most important sources since they contain what most everyone agrees to be Paul's most accurate statements about his life and thoughts. The undisputed letters of Paul, also known as the Pauline epistles or the epistles of Paul, are Galatians, 1st and 2nd Corinthians, Romans, Philemon, Philippians, and 1st Thessalonians. Just like Jesus, Paul taught from the Torah. He preached at synagogues and even referred to himself as a Pharisee among Pharisees. A Pharisee meant a well-educated and devotedly practicing Jew. He never claimed to be a Christian. He did claim, however, to be a practicing Jew. Paul wasn't always a believer in Jesus, which makes his story pretty interesting. He actually had a legit come to Jesus meeting where Jesus appeared to him, something he talks about in Acts 22. And even when he is describing his journey, he references when he used to persecute people who believed in Jesus, saying, These people know that I went from one synagogue to another to imprison and beat those who believe in you. He wasn't going into non-Jewish communities. He didn't go outside of Jewish communities for a long while, but we'll get to that in a second. When he's talking about his journey, 
his reference to Jesus' believers being in synagogues, well, that's an important detail. It wasn't another type of building. They were synagogues, Jewish synagogues, and he never thought of it as a new religion, even as it grew. And speaking of growing, after Jesus' death, his follower count grew substantially. Truly, if Jesus were alive today, he would need to teach a masterclass on gaining an audience. His Instagram would be lit. As his numbers skyrocketed, a major controversy arose. A question regarding Gentiles, aka people who were not Jewish. Should Gentiles who wanted to join the movement have to live by all the Jewish customs? You see, Gentiles were not about Jewish rules and didn't like how much political power Jews had. However, this new reformed branch of Judaism that celebrated Jesus was anti-conservative Jews having power in the government. So Gentiles felt like they could get behind this movement. And the leaders of the movement took major note of this, including Paul. Paul thought they should take advantage and Gentiles should be ushered in, while some others thought that they should go through Jewish rituals and play catch-up, including things like circumcision. Yeah, that's the shit that was in fine print on the pamphlets. Obviously, genital mutilation was a slight turn-off to people, so eventually the Jewish leaders and followers of Jesus quickly realized that the best way to get more people was to make it even more politically and socially driven. So they began to drop some of the Jewish customs. But no matter, as of that point, it was still Jewish. Same God, same place of worship, same holy book, just a reformed view of the practices. Approximately 30 years after the crucifixion of Jesus, Paul made his third visit to the disciples at the temple in Jerusalem. He was all for dropping the Orthodox Jewish practices to allow Gentiles into this reform branch of Judaism. But still, Paul made no declaration of a new religion. It's also important to consider that had the disciples even hinted that they were launching a new religion, they wouldn't have been allowed anywhere near a temple, which is where they taught. I really like this quote by James Tabor, a professor of religious studies who is quoted saying, If anyone could be labeled as a Christian, you might think it would be Paul, until you take a longer view. He is preaching the Hebrew God, Yahweh or Jehovah. He is telling the Gentiles about the Hebrew Bible. He expects them to be very Judaized. He is giving them a very Jewish form of morality and a Jewish view of time and eschatology. So when you add up all of that, what is it that they are joining? What would you call them? It is clear to me that the movement for the first hundred years should be seen as part of Judaism. And I agree. Although Paul welcomed non-Jews, he himself was still very Jewish. I don't think he created Christianity, but I do believe his letters were used in creating Christianity, similar to Jesus' life. Jesus didn't do it or even necessarily want it, but people capitalized on his teachings. The more Paul's letters were circulated and edited and changed, the more they were used to target Jews. And those letters became a weapon, a crucial weapon in the spread of Christianity, which like Jesus' work, it's sad that Paul's work, which was that of a Jew, was later used to persecute Jews. Sure, Paul had some issues with the Orthodox Jewish leaders, there's no doubt, 
but he wasn't anti-Jew. Using his letters in this way was very politically driven, similar to the history I talked about in episode 28. The Christian faith has long been used as a political tactic, like we see in today's world, completely disregarding Jesus' original teachings. So, if not Jesus, and if not Paul, then who really claimed Christianity as its own thing? The next guess? One of Jesus' disciples, a crowd favorite, Peter. Some other people also say it was James, Jesus' brother, but both of them were still heavily practicing Judaism, so I would argue against both of them. As Gentiles joined more and more, and as it became more and more political, that is when the divide really happened. But it wasn't considered an actual religion separate from Judaism until the 2nd to 3rd century. In 313 AD, Constantine the Great and Licinius, emperors of Rome, announced that it was proper that Christians and all others should have liberty to follow that mode of religion which to each of them appeared best, thereby granting tolerance to all religions, including Christianity. Well, history repeats itself, right? Christians have been utilizing freedom of religion to take over the government. The Christians today had to learn it from somewhere, right? It quickly spiraled, and in 380, Rome, with the Edict of Thessalonica, made Christianity its official religion. That is wild. Less than 70 years. That's really, really fast. So, the short answer to who created Christianity is, well, there is no singular person who created it. It's more circumstantial. If it hadn't been so politically fueled, and if there hadn't been such intense animosity toward the Jews in power, Christianity would have probably stayed a branch of Judaism. Well, if it continued at all. It's really how all the Abrahamic religions have come to be. Like Mormonism, like Islam, they all trickle down and stem from Judaism. And Judaism, as we learned in episode 28, came from Zoroastrianism. So, basically, it's one big line of people thinking they know better than a previous generation. And ultimately, it has all come down to political power. Whatever religion you are a part of, I know I say it a lot, but I'm going to say it again. Please educate yourself on that religion or group. And no, not fully from the religion itself. Researching history of Christianity on Christian sites or in Christian books is often laughable. So make sure the sources you are learning from are credible sources. And I want to also reiterate something I say quite a bit. There is a difference between religion and spirituality. So, although I do think it's important for us to question our spirituality as well as religion, that is a personal journey. And no matter how many faults we think a religion has, that doesn't necessarily mean someone cannot use it as a spiritual gateway. However, the topic in this episode is not about spirituality. It is about the Christian religion as an institution. In understanding that Jesus did not create the religion Christianity, and even Paul's letters were never meant to be a part of a New Testament, it really crushes evangelical ideology. 
making even political arguments easier to manage. And if you were ever caught in a situation arguing with a conservative Christian surrounding human rights, for example, it's always fun to test their knowledge of the Christian religion. See how much they know. Or more importantly, see how much they do not know. Do they even know the history surrounding the institution they are passionately involved with? Hmm. As with every episode, I want to create a space where it is safe to question. And I urge you to ask those difficult questions. Even the most basic, like... Who the hell started Christianity? I hope you enjoyed me nerding out. If there are any specific topics you would like me to examine or dive into, whatever the religion, group, or social issue, let me know. I would love to hear your ideas. And of course, if you have any questions, don't hesitate to reach out to me and ask. Now, questioning a religion can be scary. Hell, even if it's not your own. So if you're in that process and you need help right here, right now, I always post helplines in the show notes. So please reach out if you need to. You are not alone. Just remember this. You are special. You are purposeful. And you are fucking beautiful. Have a blessed day, y'all.